Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to the Coach Steve Show podcast, everybody. Uh, make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow it, rate it, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Please rate it on iTunes and Apple. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Make sure you guys also check out the Belly Up Sports Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out all the podcasts and blogs and media stuff out there for everybody, not just sports. Welcome back into today's episode. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, heading into the weekend. Let's talk. This will be a shorter episode. So everybody knows who Paul Feibaum is. He is a journalist, I guess you could say. He talks about every sport, but he had some things to say about Coach Nick Saban today after Coach Nick Saban's comments that he said on some radio show, I think. So that's what we're going to discuss today about Paul Feibaum's criticisms of Coach Saban. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's talk about what um, Paul Feibaum said. He got on Get Up, uh, show on ESPN, and had some thoughts. They said, you know, let's talk about what Coach Nick Saban said. Um, Nick Saban was on some type of radio show, something, and I don't know the whole conversation. And that's what we'll get into is when we don't know the whole conversation and you just take a sound bite out of it, what's the context of it? We really don't know everything in that whole realm of what was said. He basically said that last year was a rebuild, was sort of, kind of, 
a rebuilding year for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, Alabama did win the SEC. They went on to play in the national championship game, and they lost the national championship game to Georgia. So, by their standards, that's a rebuilding year. And we'll talk about why he said it was a rebuilding year, (coughs) why it was a rebuilding year. But Paul Feibaum and others had other statements why Coach Nick Samuel would say that. Instead of thinking about the context that it was said, instead of looking at maybe why he said that. So the one phrase they took out of this, this was Coach Nick Saban's quote. Last year, we kind of had a rebuilding year. So they wasted no time. Paul Feibaum from the SEC Network discussed what he said. Saying it wasn't a great look for him to say this. There's what Paul Feibaum, the great Paul Feibaum, who we'll get into him. This is what he said. He goes, this is very predictable. Whenever he loses a game talking about Nick Saban, like the national championship game, here comes the excuses. Here comes the Nick Saban grievous tour. I mean, I don't know whether Nick Saban is trying to continue to be the greatest coach of all time or he wants Jimmy Kimmel's job. I mean, I really don't understand it because, quite frankly, at some point, it's not a great look. But but first, it was the NAIL that he was complaining about over and over and how he's quibbling about it, about what happened last year. In the past, you can go back on the record book. Every time he loses one of these games, he called the Sugar Bowl a couple years ago a consolation game. He blamed the NFL draft on the loss to Ohio State when Ezekiel Elliott was there. There's always something with Nick Saban. But then at the end, he tried to... Selix, I think as he's talking, he realizes what he's saying. He goes, but we still love him, don't we? So there was a lot of things said there from Paul Feibaum. So let's talk about Coach Nick Saban's quote. We kind of had a rebuilding year. Now, the kind of part, he didn't say it was a rebuilding year. He said kind of. So let's talk about kind of. In 2021, going into last season, they had to replace 10 players on their starting lineup. They were taking the NFL draft. Okay, eight were in the first round. Okay, he lost Jalen Waddle, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith. He lost his offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, who went to be on the Texas head football coach. He lost his offensive line coach, Kyle Flood, special teams coordinator, Jeff Banks. Now, this happens every single year. Nick Saban is a master at losing a ton of players, losing a ton of coaches, and just hiring and recruiting well. They require they recruit very well. They rec- they recruit depth. We always say they never rebuild, they reload. It's partially true. They mainly reload. But the phrase here where he said kind of. He didn't say anything wrong. He said kind of. Kind of meaning you have to replace 10 NFL guys who ate one in the first round. Now you have to get a new offensive coordinator. You have to get a new online coach, new special teams coach. He's used to getting new coaches. But to have your quarterback last year play for the first time after Mac Jones and win the Heisman. Okay, so I'm not seeing exactly where this is wrong. He said kind of a rebuilding year. He didn't say it was a rebuilding year. He said kind of. They help. Nick Saban holds himself to such a high standard. He takes responsibility for everything in that program, and everybody knows it. To their standards, they expect to win the national championship every year because it's part of the process. He's probably not happy the way they played in some games. Close games to LSU. Lose to Texas A&M. I had a close game in the 
SEC championship game. Didn't beat Georgia, or they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and then get whipped by them in the national championship game. So he's not wrong. It was partially a rebuilding type of year. But like here, you know, in an article, if you read this, there's a quote from an article. But at the end of the day, isn't any different from practically every other year for Nick Saban and his staff? When you build a great program, players and coaches leave and you rebuild. Almost every year in college football is technically a rebuilding year. So I don't know the full context of the quote. Did they say, well, you went there and you lost the national championship game? Does he Is he saying, well, it was a rebuilding year, that's why we lost the national championship game? No, he's not. He said last year we kind of had a rebuilding year going into the season, and as they're going through the season, they become who they are, they become Bama. He's not complaining. He's not making excuses. He'll tell you that they just didn't finish. They didn't do the things they needed to do. I actually think they were tired and beat up from their season. And again, Georgia had a lot of good NFL talent. So did Alabama, but Georgia had an unbelievable, unbelievable NFL player defense. So yes, in a way, it is kind of a billion year. But now, if we say he does it every year, Nick Saban, every single year, I want you to say last year was kind of a rebuilding year. I want him to say that. This year is not. You keep your offensive coordinator. You are having a ton of talent come back. This year is not a kind of a rebuilding year. This is this is the one that's reloading. This is the one that's coming back. Everything Nick Saban is going to say is going to take to criticism. So let's go back to good old Paul Feibaum's quotes. Paul Feibaum, who sometimes these people... Now, I know I have bad takes, but, these, but see, I don't get paid the money they do. I don't get paid like Paul Feibaum to say these things. I don't get paid like Nick Wright to say these things. When they get these takes, I, I want to know why it's okay for him to say this. Now, is he a great journalist? Sure, he's been around a while. Does he have good takes? Sure. Is he going to be wrong on some things? Sure. But sometimes, when you're on TV like that, you need to take a step back and say, well, the question wasn't that was asked to Paul Feibaum was not, is he relo- is like is he a complainer? Is he making excuses? He did this on his own. So let's let's do this. It's very predictable. Whenever he loses a game like the National Championship game, here come the excuses. What excuses does he come up with? He was talking, and then he brings up the national name, image, and likeness. He wasn't complaining about, because he's come out now and said, I'm not worried about Alabama. Go watch him on the Late Kick uh, podcast with Josh. Can't say his last name, so I don't want to. Go listen to his talk with Nick Saban. He says, I'm not worried about Alabama. He goes, money in Alabama, I'm not worried about it. People were saying why he was saying this stuff because he was worried about Texas money and everything else. Alabama gets a lot of money too. Is it quite Texas money? No, but he has the national championship. He has the pedigree that Texas A&M and Texas don't have right now with their coaches. No offense to them. Nick Saban's won a lot of national titles. He sends you to the NFL. So you give him that name, image, and likeness and able to give kids money, that's a big tool for him. So for Paul Feibaum to say that he is going to make excuses, what excuses? Talking about name, image, and likeness. He complain. he's not even complaining. He talks about what's going to happen to college football and talk about the whole landscape of college football. But people take that as, oh, people are coming after what he has. People are coming after his national titles, his recruits. No, nah, he'll figure it out. Yeah, sometimes change, it's a little rough. We all, we all go through some change. We all don't want to do change. And this is what happens. So I don't know where that name is. Because everything Nick Saban has ever said about 
the way defenses are going, or the way offense is going in college football, the way this rule is going, the way name, image, and likeness is going to go. It has happened. Benny wants to talk about when he said when they played uh, Ohio State and blamed NFL stuff. I don't even know what that means. Don't even know why he what that means for him saying that. He called the Sugar Bowl a couple years ago a consolation game because that was not up to their standards. Was not their national title. That's that's their expectation. So he's not making excuses. He's not complaining. Now, if he would have came out and said, well, we lost because of these calls from the refs. We lost because of this. We lost because the lights went out in the stadium. That's complaining. That's making excuses. If he came out and said, well, you know, so-and-so didn't make the right play calls on offense or defense or anything else, that's complaining. That's making excuses. He made a statement. He didn't say why. Now, if he would have came out and said, we lost the national championship game because we were in a rebuilding year, I understand that. But again, we didn't have the full context of everything. They just take snap uh, sound bites and they put it on there to talk about it on national television. They talk about it on ESPN. Then at the very end goes, but we still love him, don't we? And then talk about why he wants Jimmy Kimmel's job. That part makes no sense. Paul Feibaum, again, wants to find people to take his own sound bites. And he's winning. He, Paul Feibaum did the right, is doing a phenomenal thing because now I'm talking about him. Other podcasts, other sports shows are talking about him. Nick Saban is not a complainer. He's not a uh, excuse maker. He's the greatest football coach of all time in college football for a reason. I think he's probably the, he and Bill Belichick are in a league of their own. So what Paul Feibaum and then now they're all saying, and now they're all saying, well, he makes excuses. Uh, you've got these parody, these accounts with other teams in the SEC. Keep complaining, Nick Saban. Keep complaining and everything else. I don't know why Paul Feibaum went to that extreme. It was just, why did he call it a rebuilding year? Literally, if he looked at, at Paul Feibaum would have done the job that he gets paid a lot of money to do, he could have easily seen who he lost. And then, yes, I understand. Then, then he needs to say it every year. So from now on, for Nick Saban, if he gets through those situations again, where he loses a lot of the coaching staff, where he loses a lot of players in the NFL draft, I want him every year to come into the next year and say, we are in kind of a rebuilding year because of who we lost. And that's not complaining. That's giving you what's about to happen for the season. And he gets to brag a little bit about his coaches on the recruiting. He gets to brag about the players that went to the NFL and gets to brag about his program a little bit, kind of boast about it. But then they'll complain and say, well, he's, he's saying this about his program. He's saying this about his program. He's in a, been in a situation for a couple years where it's a lose-lose situation because he could say the right things, but then people are going to nitpick at it and go after something because he's always winning. And the stuff that he talks about, he talks about the whole landscape of college football, not just Alabama, not just himself. Stuff he has said about name, image, and likeness have come true. And a bunch of other things with college football, he has come out and said them before, and he has turned out to be 100% right. And the way college football is going, and the way these keep going, will run him out eventually. And we don't want that. Keep him around as long as possible. And I understand, I'm a Nick Saban supporter. But... If he came out and said, again, I'm going to say this again, it's how you say things. If he said, we lost the national championship game because it, we were in a rebuilding year, that's where you start to make sound like making excuses, but he didn't. So we need the full context of the conversation he was having. Instead of taking that soundbite, 
and running with it because ESPN is running out of things to talk about like we all are until football gets back fully. But ESPN is on the back burner anyway because of other things that we're not going to get into here on this podcast. But Paul Feibaum, Nick Saban was not complaining. He was not making excuses. They are held to a higher standard. Nick Saban is high, holds himself to a higher standard than you and ESPN and everything else. And you work for the SEC network. So you, of all people, should understand what you're getting yourself into. And understand, remember a few years ago when Nick Saban put you in your place on the panel there? Don't make him come back and do it again. And Nick Saban would have said this even if they won the national championship. If they won the national championship, he would have said last year we were kind of in a rebuilding year, but the players figured it out. They trust the process. We got better each week. Coaches did their job. Everybody did their job, and we end up winning. That's what he would have said. Would you have said he was making excuses then? Probably not. So Paul Feibaum, Nick Saban was not making excuses. He's not a complainer. Get over yourself and understand what you're saying, and don't go off the rails on anything crazy just because you want to get looks on ESPN. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Like and subscribe. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Rate it on Apple and iTunes, all that good stuff. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Um, great to see comments coming from people. Uh, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Check out all the episodes. This is Coach Steve, and we will see you next time. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.